Can I read something to you a bit long, but it's a fun reading today. It's called Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day by Judith Viorst. Here's what it says. I went to sleep with gum in my mouth, and now there is gum in my hair. When I got out of bed this morning, I tripped on the skateboard, and by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink while the water was running, and I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. At breakfast, Anthony found a Corvette Stingray car kit in his cereal box. Nick found a junior undercover agent code ring in his breakfast cereal box. But in my breakfast cereal box, all I found was breakfast cereal. I think I'm going to move to Australia. In the carpool, Mrs. Gibson let Becky have a seat by the window. Audrey and Elliot got seats by the window too. I said I was being scrunched. I said I was being smushed. I said if I don't get a seat by the window, I'm going to get car sick. No one even answered. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. At school, Mrs. Dinkins liked Paul's picture of the sailboat better than my picture of the invisible castle. At singing time, she said I sang too loud. At counting time, she said I left out 16. Who needs 16 anyway? I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. There are two cupcakes in Philip Parker's lunch bag. Albert got a Hershey bar with almonds in it. Paul's mother gave him a piece of jelly roll that had little coconut sprinkles on top. Guess whose mother forgot to put in dessert? It was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. That's what it was because after school, my mom took us all to the dentist and Dr. Fields found cavities just in me. Come back next week and I'll fix it, said Dr. Fields. I said next week I'm going to Australia. There were lima beans for dinner. I hate lima beans. There was kissing on TV. I hate kissing. My bath was too hot. I got soap in my eyes. My marble went down the drain. I had to wear my railroad pajamas. I hate my railroad pajamas. When I went to bed, Nick took the pillow back. He said I could keep. The Mickey Mouse nightlight burned out. I bit my tongue. The cat wants to sleep with Anthony and not with me. It's been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. But my mom says... There were some days like that, even in Australia. What's hard to believe is not only Australians have bad days, but so do Christians. There are no promises from God that once you become a Christian, days are always great. We forget that Christians have bad days too. We are about to see a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day for a disciple in the book of Matthew. Or to put it another way, we have Simon days and we have Satan days. Let me take you to a day in the life of Peter. This is Peter at his best and Peter at his worst with not much in between. It's all found in Matthew 16 as we take the 260 journey. This is where we land and thank God for this chapter. Matthew 16, verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others, Elijah. But still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he warned the disciples that they should not tell anyone that he was the Christ. Wow. Jesus just changed your name based on your revelation of him. 
None of the other disciples had this happen to them. And then Peter had his name changed again. This is where it gets to be a terrible, horrible, and the no good, very bad day. This is verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed, but be raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are stumbling block to me for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but mine. What a change from Simon to Peter to Satan. Anyone ever feel like that? We all have Simon days. That's the ordinary days. We have Peter days. Those are the revelation days. God is awesome. And some of us, we even have Satan days. Get behind me. In all of those days, you are still beloved and loved by God. Your worst day does not make you any less accepted by God. Even the prodigal son, when he was covered in mud, never stopped being a son, was he? He still was loved by his father. Author Brennan Manning said these words that revolutionized my thinking of God. I read this while traveling from Queens to Brooklyn on the F train, and I actually started crying on the train. Here's what Brennan Manning said. For his love is never, never, never based on our performance, never conditioned by our moods of elation or depression. The furious love of God knows no shadow of alteration or change. It's always reliable and always tender. The revolutionary thinking that God loves me as I am and not as I should be requires radical rethinking and profound emotional readjustment. Our religion never begins with what we do for God. It always starts with what God has done for us, the great and wondrous things that God dreamed of and achieved for us is in Jesus Christ. What makes Jesus amazing is that he absolutely knows you and me and every evil and wicked thought and not only accepts us, but furiously loves us. Those are G.K. Chesterton's words. Even when we mess up, even when we miss it bad, don't you just love God? Your behavior does not dictate his behavior. He is who he is, despite who you are. Your actions don't control his character. 2 Timothy 2.13 says this, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Why? He cannot deny who he is. I love this verse. He cannot deny who he is. God is absolutely consistent. He can't be anything but who he is. Your bad day does not change God, regardless of how your day will go today or if it already went bad. There is one unchanging thought. We change, we get moody, but God is always the same. And that means God loves you.